0: The earlier we can identify and address ACEs early on, starting from elementary school or wherever we are, I really wanna encourage us to really implement these ACEs screenings in the schools. In fact, the CDC recommends a universal approach to screening where all children are screened. This could be part of the movement that we're talking about. Welcome to the Society's Child Podcast, where we have real conversations about being a trauma-responsive educator in the midst of a significant mental health crisis. Hi, I'm Trish Senzak, a former educator, compassion advocate, and Jesus lover, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Are you feeling confuzzled about your students' behavior and needs? You're not alone. If trauma-informed strategies leave you wondering, what's next? Don't worry. My friend, I've been there too. As a foster mom and a child of complex trauma mixed with my experience as a teacher, it's led me to finding a compassionate whole child approach that's evidence-based, practical, and transformational, and I'm so eager to share it with you. Whether you want to connect with your students on a deeper level, create a trauma-sensitive environment, or you just need a little bit of encouragement or support, you're in the right place. So grab a drink, a pen, or your earbuds, and let's work together to create a safe and student-attuned trauma-responsive school culture. Society's children need you, so let's get started. Hey, friends, I'm excited to be talking to you again on the Trauma-Informed Movement and really helping us understand what the ACEs score is and thinking about our own score and how this really has an implication on us and our students. So if you're not familiar with the ACES score, it stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And I would encourage you to go back and look at the work and you can research it and find out all of the details on what Vincent Felitti and Robert Anda did in 1998. And out of their research, which was a fascinating study for me, I really felt like Someone was able to understand what I had gone through and saw it in a way that said, I see you. So I'd encourage you to go back and really look at the basics of this study that they did. But out of it came 10 questions that determined someone's ACE's score. So for me, I have a score of an eight. It's fascinating to me to watch this stuff go viral and really be talked about because as someone who has experienced a lot of these things, I really feel that someone is really making a difference in this world because they're seeing people and kids like me who went through a lot of these different things. So let me read these 10 questions to you and I would encourage you to get a piece of paper, pause the recording and get something to write on or take notes in and figure out what your score is. So I'm going to read these to you quickly and you can just put down a yes or a no. So number one, before your 18th birthday, did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down or humiliate you or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? Question number two, before your 18th birthday, did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you? or ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured. Number three, before your 18th birthday, did an adult or a person at least five years older than you ever touch or fondle you or have you touch their body in a sexual way or attempt or actually have oral, anal, or vaginal intercourse with you? Number four, before your 18th birthday, did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special, or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other, or support each other. Number five, before your 18th birthday, did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes, and had no one to protect you, or your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you or take you to the doctor if you needed it? Number six, before your 18th birthday, was a biological parent ever lost to you through divorce, abandonment, or other reason? Number seven, before your 18th birthday, was your mother or stepmother often or very often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her or sometimes often or very often kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard or ever repeatedly hit a thre- or threatened with a gun or knife? Before your 18th birthday, number eight, did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who, used to, or who used street drugs? Number nine, before your 18th birthday, was a household member depressed or mentally ill or did a household member attempt suicide? Number 10, before your 18th birthday, did a household member go to prison? In thinking about these 10 questions, I know those were probably hard to listen to for some of you. And first of all, I want to say I am very sorry if you ever had to go through any of these. These are not easy things to live with and to recollect and go back through. I know that they're tough. So as you're thinking about these, I just want to tell you that my heart and my compassion is with you. And I'm praying that your journey has been one of healing. If it has not been one of healing, I want to encourage you to move in that direction and work on finding some help that you need. your own mindset. So how do you come up with your ACEs score? Basically you take each answer that was a yes and you give it a number one and then you add up each of those yeses and your score will range from a zero to a ten. If you had zero then you have no ACEs. If you have between one and three it's considered a low ACE. Four to six is considered moderate ACEs and 7 to 10 is considered high ACEs. Now some people have what they might consider complex trauma and it's basically a term that's used to describe exposure to multiple and or prolonged traumatic events. Basically, in a, so most of the time it's in an interpersonal nature. The impact of this trauma can really have an impact on the individual's development. And it typically involves a pattern of traumatic events that when they take place, it's, it's pretty severe and pervasive and it's repeated. Like for example, repeated sexual abuse or repeated physical abuse, neglect, exposure to a lot of domestic violence. And that's where I kind of came from. It's hard for me to think about. So I encourage you that if this is hard for you to think about as well, I would encourage you to do this in a time and a space with a safe adult or a safe caring being present with you that can kind of walk through these things, but complex trauma can occur at any time during a child's life It's off or a person's life. It's often thought of in about childhood But I want you to know that if you're living under duress in certain situations along these same lines now as an adult It still could be considered complex trauma and it'll have a significant impact on your mental your emotional and your physical well-being and how you show up and as an educator I want to encourage you that you have a moral obligation to work on that information and work on that to get yourself back to a a place where you can have healthy relationships and function well in a daily life. ACEs can have implications for humans in several ways. Number one, it it can affect us psychologically. It can really cause us to have mental health situations. For me I've just, I've honestly I've struggled with a lot of depression a lot of anxiety insecurity PTSD my central nervous system is often high and on alert so high aces scores are often associated with a 2.7 times greater likelihood of reporting suicidal ideation and I've been there my friends there've been times I've been sitting right at a spot where I expected something to happen to my life. And I was literally, and it was only the hand of God that stopped that. And that's my testimony for another day, but this is real. And I'm really sharing this with you because I want you to know that these kids are sitting in your classroom. I was not a child who presented as if I had anything going on. I was your possum. I was your, the one that played dead and, and went invisible and, or I cried a lot and I just seemed like I was, okay. And I was a high achiever and I disguised it very well. But I want you to know these kids are sitting in your classroom and they've got this mental health plague of things that are bothering them, especially since the pandemic. So many families have been affected by this because we're social beings and we were taken out of that social uh, atmosphere for such a long time. And some of us were actually put into families and with the intensity of the abuse already going on there. Another way that it's implicated and um, has, shows up for humans is in our physical health. And there's an increased risk of chronic illnesses and heart disease and diabetes. There's so many times these days that people who are going to hospitals and doctors, they can't tell you what's wrong. But a lot of times, some of this stuff is the root of it is something a lot deeper. And it could be something that is exacerbated by these high scores. So a high score of say four or higher, they're saying it's associated with 50% higher risk of heart disease. So keep in mind that our students who might be harboring these kinds of things could be on a road to some physical health challenges. And as you as an educator think back on your life, I also want you to think about what your life has been like and could any of your physical health situations be as a result of the traumatic past that you may have had the third way that i want to encourage you to look at and know is that a lot of times social and emotional development and this is what happens in our classrooms when we looked at look at the impact on the social and emotional well-being of our kids these are the kids that are having the difficulty forming relationships they're isolating or maybe they're pushing people away they seem social but yet at the same time they're grousy at certain people and, and grouchy and irritable. And maybe they, they even struggle with self-regulation and emotional expression. They can't tell you what they're doing. They can't tell you how they're feeling or what they're thinking. They don't know because they're not in touch with it. And that's why I love this social emotional movement and I love this trauma-informed movement is because we are working on giving our kids the language to be able to have this expression and this outlet to self-regulate and be able to take care of these things and be able to uh, self-advocate. I love the work that Dr. Nadine Burks-Harris is doing. She's a prominent pediatrician and public health advocate known for her work in the field of childhood trauma. And she's the founder and CEO of the Center for Youth Wellness in San Francisco, California. And she was appointed as California's first ever Surgeon General of 2019. And i would encourage you to go back and look at some of her youtubes and her tedx talks and things that she's done and she has really taken this study to heart i love her work because it focuses on this ace study and the impact of this childhood trauma and the adversity on health outcomes later in life so she's actually advocating so that every medical provider will actually screen for aces at the very beginning And then try to address the root causes of these health issues by recognizing and responding to the role that this trauma has played in a person's life. This is groundbreaking because now it's in the medical field and we have those kids that are being seen in our classroom. I want you to think about how this comes in for education. It impacts learning and academic achievement with lower academic achievement and the likelihood of repeating grades or failing. There's a lot of behavior and discipline and impact on the classroom and disciplinary issues and disruptive behavior, high suspension and expulsion, a lot of I don't care attitudes. We see it and I'm speaking to the choir there. That's, not, that's why I'm not spending a lot of time on that particular part. And that's why I'm doing what I do. And that's what I wanna encourage you to do whether it's in your own personal life as a parent or as an educator, really help our kids get this early intervention because the earlier we can identify and address ACEs early on, starting from elementary school or wherever we are, I really want to encourage us to really implement these ACEs screenings in the schools. In fact, the CDC recommends a universal approach to screening where all children are screened. This could be part of the movement that we're talking about. And these trauma-informed practices where we're incorporating trauma-informed approaches in education, kudos to those who are doing this because it is emphasizing the safety and trust and collaboration, empowerment, all of the felt safety and co-regulation practices that we need. Besides the screening and these trauma-informed practices, we can implement courses and mindfulness and all kinds of things on our campuses that actually help. But also, it takes a step beyond that. It's creating and putting in place the support and resources for these kids with high ACEs scores, like mental health services, the SEL programs that we're putting on our campuses. And these programs actually are awesome because they're teaching that self awareness that we need. I didn't even have this self awareness till probably into my 30s. I was in therapy and just trying to muddle through it. And I was becoming aware, but the self management and the Ability to be able to talk about this stuff or the relationship skills really developed for me later in life. But I am so excited about what you, as educators, are doing on your campuses to give these kids any little bit of vocabulary and awareness that you can. Let me summarize here understanding the importance of ACEs' score, including your own, is super important. And if you are finding that you have a high ACE score, as I mentioned earlier, self-advocate, really work on getting you some help so that you can show up better, stronger, more informed, grounded, prayed up, and ready to armor up and help these kids. Because this trauma-informed education, it, it's so important to put these policies and procedures in place and let it be a responsive, responsive movement across campuses. I cannot tell you enough at why this is super important. You as educators have to be the light And you have to pave the way for this. If you believe in this and you're here listening to this, I want to rally you. I want to encourage you to be the one to step up. Listen to the still tiny voice inside of you that's saying there has to be a different way. We can't keep doing education this way. Ask for divine wisdom on how to create something new and get it started on your campus. Our kids need you. Society's children need you to armor up, show up, and speak up and be the light on our campuses. Let's do this, my friends. If you're looking for ways to build more peace in your career, I've created a list of 75 affirmations based on 25 Bible scriptures, and I'd love to share it with you and help you keep your sanity. You can go to trishz.com forward slash Bible dash AFS. That's A-F-F-S for affirmations. I'll also leave the link in the show notes for you too. Until next time, my friend, stay grounded, stay regulated, and stay prayed up. Hey, amazing educators, thanks for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review. Even better, share this episode with a colleague. And hey, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can even join my Facebook group for some extra support and a dash of inspiration. I've left all the links in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, remember... You're not alone on this journey. You've got this. Keep making a difference and stay teach-tastic.